Warrior fans can come in here, the Celtic fans can come in here, Laker fans can come in here. But take that L on the way out. Dallas coming off a loss last night to San Antonio, 119-109, as Murray hits the three to... Sets up Gary Harris. Good look there. Two question I asked to one of their insiders tonight. He's not there yet. He's had some more work. Grant. He checks straight away. Yes. Yes. Curry to Jokic. Your place to get weekly Denver Nuggets news, highlights, and opinions with your host, Arthur Knight, and your co-host, Nick Basher. Yeah. What up, fellas? All right, this is Take That L, and I am Arthur Knight. With me, as always, is Nick the Bashman Basher. What's going down, Nick? Hey, what's up, Arthur? How you doing, man? Hey, you know, living the dream. We also have uh, Anthony the intern in here today, brother. I- I'm sorry, I'm slipping. I'm drawing a blank on your last name here. So. Yeah, no worries, Romano. Romano, Mister Mister, and we're calling you Anthony the intern. So that's that's your name anyway. Your your last name is now intern. Officially. Officially. <laughs> That's good enough. That's what we're doing. All right. So, like I said, this is Take That L. And you can follow us on Facebook at Take That L. And you can follow us on Twitter at Take That L5. Um, we are going to do a little bit of a recap of the last few games or basically the last couple of games for the Denver Nuggets before we get into our first playoff game. JG. Uh, just uh, couldn't be more proud of our group. You know, I thought we played uh, extremely hard. That's the number one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, the fourth time we played them, every game has been a battle. It's gone down to the wire. And, you know, for us to sit our starters that whole fourth quarter and to have uh, guys on the bench out there giving them all they could handle uh, and lose a heartbreaker is always tough, but just so proud. I could not ask for a greater effort, greater uh, focus, energy, whatever you want to call it, Katie. It was, I thought it was off the charts. And that's all you can ask for against a really good team is give yourself a chance and, you know, we'll, we got Toronto on Friday. Uh, one last opportunity for us to try to put forth um, a full 48-minute effort. Uh, we've been really good in spurts. Uh, I thought in the first half the defense was tremendous. Uh, second half it was nowhere to be seen. So we'll get ready for Utah in due time if that indeed is our matchup. Um, but I'm more worried about us. I think we're despite these last few games. I think we're locked in. I think we know exactly what we need to do, especially going to these playoffs. Um, I think guys are going to, you know, take it amongst themselves to uh, really get out there and, and, you know, try to play on both ends of the court because we know defense is, you know, where we win games. Defense is where we're is, – is when we're at our best. So that was Coach Malone on the Lakers and um, – the Clippers, and then also Paul Millsap talking about the Denver Nuggets as a whole and, and how they're feeling in the locker room right now. Bashman, your thoughts on uh, especially that first clip where Mike Malone uh, basically kind of echoed the same thing we've been saying on this show, like that the the Nuggets third and fourth stringers basically gave the Lakers everything they wanted and more. Um, just came a little bit short. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we talked about this last week, but we're just an extremely deep team. Um, I mean, we have depth in every position, every role. 
you know, it's really interesting just looking at the box score jumping ahead from yesterday. But, you know, Malone has cut it, uh, the rotation from what well, was like 11-12 man rotation right. in the first eight games and now did cut it down to a nine man. And that's missing two of our top seven players in Barton and Gary Harris. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to the, that Lakers and the, the, the Clippers game from last week, I mean, we were together watching the Lakers game, and we pretty much noticed it that the first three quarters with starters, I mean, we were, if not keeping up with them, but clearly beating the Lakers. So, yeah, I mean, I love our chances. Um, yesterday's game I thought was an exciting, good game for us. I thought it was a, a really good wake-up call for some of the young players to realize, like, hey, it's playoff time, like, time to get into that mode like last year. So, I, I agree. I yeah. definitely like it. Yeah, and I, I definitely are. Uh, Anthony, what do you what do you think? Sorry. <laughs> I want to start off by saying a week is a long time. I, I can't even tell you my thoughts and my emotions on the Lakers has just been a roller coaster going back from that Lakers game. After the performance yesterday, though, everything that I was kind of worried about when you win that first game one, it just kind of puts everything at ease, in my opinion. At least it did for me. Right. right. Um, but going back to that Lakers game, I, I think it was it was big for us because the Lakers took us seriously. They played us like a playoff game. Right. Right. Um, Le- LeBron and Anthony Davis, 38 minutes, both respectively. And for us, I, I'm pretty sure PJ Dozier led us in minutes that game with around 26. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Again, every it was just a weird narrative for that game, taking the stars out fourth quarter, and then of course you know Kuzma bearing the game winner. Um, but I mean, go, going back to that, and then the mm-hmm. the win yesterday. I, I think now we have we can look on a more positive side for the rest of the series. All right. So speaking of yesterday, a great player uh, in the NBA scored 57 points, but a better team scored 135 in an OT win for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, The Nuggets go 52% from the floor and 54% from beyond the arc. They hit, this is my favorite thing, defense and free throws, man. That's, I know it's a, the nerdiest thing to be in love with, but those are my two loves. Fundamentals. Those win games, man. Uh, 83% of the, their shots from the charity stripe. They also only turn the ball over 11 times, so that fits in the parameters of, of turnovers that we were doing. You want it a little bit lower than that, but 11 is reasonable. 22 is not, but 11 is reasonable. Um the Jazz, though, this is where, where the Nuggets need to uh, hunker down a little bit better. The Jazz were able to get 52 points in the, in the paint, while the Nuggets managed only 40 of their own. Um, the, the Nuggets also only managed to score 19 points in the third quarter, which is what allowed Utah to get back into the game. Um, so before I get into... Uh, Murray and whatnot, Bashman. What what are you? What are your thoughts on those numbers um, alone? Like, uh, especially the eighty three percent from the charity stripe and uh, the, uh, the Nuggets, 50, the fifty two percent and the fifty four percent from beyond the arc. Because I know those are your your favorite stats. Yeah. So. Well, uh, prior to the hiatus, I mean, we were looking at this team and we just could not hit anything from deep. And even the first few bubble games, it was a little spotty with our three-point shooting. But right. I thought over the last two or three games, uh, especially the last two um, or the last three um, bubble games, and now with this playoff game, I thought we've been hitting it with a lot of confidence and a lot of um, 
a lot of confidence and a lot of players are actually waking up to the three. Um, well, the ex- with the exception of that heat game, they have been shooting the three ball fairly yes, well, right? Yes, yeah, that, that's, a, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just love seeing our offense actually flourish. I mean, a few years ago, we were only like an offense, no defense team. Last year, it kind of seemed like we flipped. We were a little bit more defensive-minded, and our offense was a little bit more middle of the pack. So it's nice to see us you know, put up 135 like points. It, right? Yeah, it's nice to see us actually get a, a nice fluid balance. So... Uh, I love those numbers. The 83% from the the free throw line, you know, to get a 15 free points, I'll take that every every game. And, uh, you know, I will say this. I do think we are a better team than Utah, so I don't think that game should have had to go to OT. Mm -hmm. But to see Murray and what he did in that fourth and that OT, uh, to drop 36 points on a big spotlight, a big stage like that, uh, I think that's really telling for us. Well, if it wasn't, and I'm going to let you get in here, Anthony, but if it wasn't for that third quarter, I think the Nuggets do win this game in the fourth quarter. No, no doubt. Right? No that doubt. third quarter, 100%. them not scoring 19 points and allowing 30, off the top of my head, 32, I think, is what they allowed. Well, I mean, that, that's not, I mean, the points is not even the big deal. I, I think the bigger deal was how bad we were getting out-rebounded in that quarter. Oh, my God. That's, yes. the, that's the reason why we lost yes. that quarter. If we could just get two or three of those rebounds, instead of scoring 19 points, we might score 23. I should have put that in my notes. You're absolutely right because we, the, the Nuggets did get out-rebounded like horrifically last night, yeah. especially on the uh, – the, well, actually, the offensive think- glass. The offensive glass, I mean, they, I mean, they, had, uh, they had 16 to 8. So they legit doubled us on yeah. offensive rebounds. Yeah, and, and well, doubled us, uh, doubled the Nuggets on offensive rebounds, and then had I believe it was off the top of my head twelve more overall rebounds. Period. Yeah. Um. So for that, f- for them to still overcome that, because rebounding is key. Yeah. Right? I mean, to be fair, they do have uh, maybe the best rebounding center. I'll, I'll give Gobert that. Like he's not, you know. He's not offensively gifted at all. <laughs> like I, I'm just gonna say this on air. I hate Gobert. Like, like I think I would survive better in my lifetime to know that Gobert wasn't in the NBA. But that's besides the point. But right. I mean, wow. we have a we, yeah. That's strong. <laughs> we have that's a strong. we have a we have a long lengthy team with Millsap with um, MPJ right. with uh, uh, um, Tory Craig. Like like we should have gotten more rebounds. That's not going to be the least of my worries, though, because you look at Rockets, they can get... Well, even Plumley, Plumley, I think, only had six rebounds. He only um, played about 10 minutes, too, though. Yeah, yeah, which is what I thought, and I believe I said that last last week, was that he was going to get about 10 minutes and he should split five of it with Bowl. But that's <laughs> that's a, a, for another show. Um, before we run out of time here, uh, Murray is earning his paycheck. Uh, 33 points last night, 20 of them 36. coming... Excuse me, 36. Yeah, don't excuse under- me. Hey, th- excuse hey, me. Yeah, don't yes, no, no, no. Him. 36 points and 20 of those 36 coming in the fourth and OT. Uh, he answered the bell when Mitchell tried to take over the game. So that was that was when he got that thirty that thirty third point. Um, I couldn't find a clip that <laughs> on his thirty six point for some reason. There's not one out there. Um, but for the for the fact that that Murray everybody everybody at, leading up to the game yesterday uh, and the day before I should say was oh well Murray needs to start earning his paycheck. Murray need you know he needs to start answering the bell etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Well he answered it yesterday in my opinion. Um, basically, especially when Mitchell started jawing and started to try to take over the game mm-hmm. and, and will his team to win. That last five minutes and 36 seconds. 
uh, Jamal Murray flipped a switch. And we're going to get into it to a little bit later. Which would you rather have, Jamal Murray or, or Mitchell? We'll, we'll dig way deep into that because I have a very strong opinion about that situation. But as it pertains to Murray and his 36 points and earning his paycheck, um, actually somebody in class today had mentioned that Mitchell will give you that type of performance night in and night out, and Murray is – not known for those type of games and i'm like well murray's the same guy that dropped a 50 burger on the lakers murray's the same guy averaging 20 points plus in the playoffs murray's the same guy that you know um he he's the grease in this offense like uh uh, excuse me Jokic is the cog that makes the whole offense work right but without murray greasing that cog you know what i'm saying without that i think what you're trying to say i think what you're trying to say is is Jokic is the engine, but Murray is like the NOS. He's the oil. If, if, if yeah. The NOS. Yeah. Because cause if Murray can no, become... That, that is a better analogy. If, if, if Murray can become... Because our only flaw with him is consistency. True. If, if, if he can consistently become a 25-point player a night, and then obviously the 36 are for like occasions where he, he know he can get to those high-point numbers. Because mm-hmm. my issue with the Mitchell and the... the, the um, the Murray is Mitchell does it more by necessity because they they don't have the scores. Right. We have enough scores and enough players that can give you five, ten, twelve, seventeen here. Right. Where Murray doesn't need to consistently score. But he did last 30. night. He needed it last and night. He developed and, a killer instinct, and that and that's what I love. It's it's in those circumstances of like that's hey, what we've been waiting for. Yeah, and, and right, and the circumstances of like hey, like that other person's a walking bucket, like Murray, like become that walking bucket for the next two or right. three minutes, like right. like go on the houseboat, like when he hit, I think it was. Uh, he he did a two pointer and then two back to back threes and the then step another back three was oh, oh, my, oh god. my god like like that's <laughs> the stuff like, ah. that's the stuff where where <laughs> when me and you talk off air where we're talking about this team where it's like if he can become Steph Curry light and obviously Steph Curry is the greatest shooter so that mean you know by light I mean by can hit like forty percent of his three pointers for a season right we become a scary scary team Jokic is hands down the best player on the team but Murray is hands down the best scorer. Which no is what we need him to do and not be as streaky. I hate to say it, but yeah, that was if, the biggest if, thing is he turned it on when he needed to to go toe And that's for toe all for we Donovan really Mitchell. need him to do. I mean, I do agree that he should be a walk it, walking bucket maker. You know, he should be a bucket guy. To be fair, I prefer that to be Michael Jordan or Michael Porter Jr.'s role is being more of like the, the, the average. Buckets. When we need a bucket guy. Get a bucket kind of guy. That's because, our guy. Because of his size, his length, his shot ability. So uh, as long as Murray can just be that awesome – one-two punch with Jokic pretty much at the That two-man game is killer, like, uh, son. It's so awesome. That two-man game is killer, and our two-man game is killer, and we will be right back with Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. I've seen it all. You can't show me nothing. Don't nobody give a damn about your family dysfunction. So shut your damn mouth when you win the man's house. You pass out when I shatter that glass mouth. And my jiu-jitsu faster than pit crews. You wake up from that coma, you be asking who hit you. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. 
This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College Radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans. You're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Showing. Western Colorado Mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Cacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Bar and Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at CacharasRiverBnB.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S RiverBnB.com. Cacharas River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. Hey Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Showing. I have like three of them. You only saw one. They're on the air. Oh, nice. 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 I don't know how much of that we got. (laughs) I think you're good. (laughs) It's all gravy. Uh, Welcome back to Take That L. I am Arthur Knight, and with me is Nick Basher and Anthony the Intern, which is he's dubbed. And I'll probably never learn his last name because Intern is his last name now. I'm like Prince. I'm just a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're going to create a symbol for you. Just the eye. A- well, I, I, can't, I was going to say AI, but you, that's already taken by well, several different. That's probably copyrighted. That's like franchised. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Good question. Right. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we are going to get right into the give and go. Uh, JG, hit us with that first one. With a stat line of 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist, how do you feel about MPJ's first playoff performance? Bashman. He looks good. 
except on the defensive side, which <laughs> has always been your gripe about him, which I've always... And it intensifies in the playoffs, right? 100%. It, it is more magnified than ever. Um, I've always been one to say, like, his talent outweighs his defensive capability, like, just getting out there on the court. But in that kind of circumstance, I think if Malone would have played it more in the third and fourth, like, I think we would have lost that game more handedly than even pushing it to overtime or even having a chance to win. As much as I love his ability to just run up the court and just get step into a three, I love that 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 ability and that uh, dimension that he adds to the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. If he can't play a semblance of defense, he can't play in the fourth. That's just what it what it comes down and to. That's a sad thing. It is. Uh, another really tough part is. The position he plays is also where the best players tend to be, the wing players, the players that are... Especially uh, in today's in NBA. Today's, but that, that, that's what I mean, in yeah. today's NBA. Yeah, for so sure. So it, it's really tough for even him because as gifted as he is on, on offense, like he just needs to be average on defense. And just to show you that if when Malone pulls him out, it just shows you that he can't even be average. So although I th- thought the 13-8-1 um, is pretty Michael Porter-ish, especially under the circumstance and the minutes he played... I do hope that um, with his bunny ears, with the social media, he uh, definitely flips a switch and starts realizing, like, even if I don't play super hard defense, getting rebounds, boxing out, doing the fundamental stuff will keep me in the game. Anthony? Yeah, I mean, he had a hot start for sure and then sizzled a little. I think part of why he started missing shots is because they did take him out of the game when they were targeting him on uh, on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be better for him going forward if we get Gary Harris and Will Barton back, hopefully soon. I think he's going to see less minutes, but I think he's going to do more in those minutes. He's going to come in, be an energy guy, hit some shots that he needs to, because usually who he's going to be matched up with on the defensive end is most likely who either Barton or Harris, one of those guys around that positioning is going to, is going to draw for their defensive assignment. Obviously right now we know that they're both better on that end than he is. Right. So I think going forward, it's actually going to be a bonus for him, them coming back and him playing less minutes, but providing more output. For me, I, I, I was impressed by how composed he was, in the beginning of the game. Can I just say this, though? This is also a NBA arena where there's no fans in that right. that hostile environment. Now, obviously, this was a home game for the Nuggets, so it's right. like that mattered. But I do think that kind of plays to the point of, like, they're playing in empty gyms, right? Like, like right. technically. So but he, he I still, hope he does. He still played well. Yeah. He still played well under the circumstances. He was a starter. Um and I, I was impressed personally by his his composure in the beginning of the of the game. Um, but then as the game progresses, and this is how playoff basketball works, as games progress, as series progress, teams start to figure you out and figure out ways to attack you on defense. Halftime adjustment, too. They figure out a way to attack you on defense and then shut down your offense um, in, in, in many of ways, especially when they have good coaching, which Utah does. So, But he still almost managed a double-double. Um, even under those circumstances, which is is what he, we the Nuggets basically need him to do is be that double double guy night in and night out. N- they need him to score a little bit more than thirteen points, but I'm still impressed with a rookie stepping out there against 
a good team, a good solid defensive team, and he had a really good good outing, in my opinion, until they started to figure him out a little bit. I, I just think efficiency for Michael Porter Jr.'s part. I mean, he was 5 of uh, 13, which isn't his best outgoing. No. Um, I mean, if he's like 7 of 13, I think this is a different outgoing where he is in – where he did score 21 points. I right. think that does change a little bit more. But I think we, the Nuggets win in the fourth quarter if he scores that, if 100%. he plays that, that game. 100%. All right, JG. Did MPJ do enough to keep his starting role? Anthony. If Barton and, and Harris are still out, then yes. Uh, if, no, if I'm, I, I think that, and I think we, we meant to add that in, is, is if – Harris and Barton forward. Come, oh, okay. come that, in. That, yeah, that changes. It the changes question. the question. If if we if the Nuggets have Harrison Barton in the lineup, has he done enough, especially in this last game, to keep his starting role? I think so, and I think part of that is because you know he has played probably the best in the bubble, and also those guys haven't played significant minutes in months b- before COVID happened. So I mean. I can see them coming off the bench, giving him a little bit more rest that way. So I think he does stay in the starting lineup, especially because he does tend tend to start um, hotter and then phase out like yesterday. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a valid valid take. I think he's in the spot for now. Bashman, yeah, that that was my whole gripe with that question was like obviously he's going to start if there's no Barton or or uh, Gary Harris, but. This goes again to what I was saying in the first segment about just how deep our roster is, where we're already in a nine-man rotation, and I'm comfortably with these nine players that we're playing, mm-hmm. and that's without even Bull Bull playing, so that says a lot. <laughs> right, um, right. But, right. I mean, we are missing two of our top seven players, two of our definitely our still two, scored 135 points. Definitely our two best wing players when it comes to uh, guarding a, a two or three guard, especially with Gary Harris. So it's interesting. Um I do think that once they come back, Michael Porter Jr. will still be a starter. I do, because I think what I think as much as I love the presence of Millsap, I think Millsap should be benched. I think it should be MPJ and Jokic at the front line and then having a backcourt of uh, Murray, Harris, and Barton. Millsap was disappointing mm-hmm. last night, too. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Well, as uh, Bashman said off the air, he was the only one on the Nuggets team with a negative, right? So yes. In the yeah. plus, in the plus I, minus, he and, was the and, only one with I a mean, minus. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, it was only a minus three, so it's nothing crazy. But three of ten, one of uh, three of ten from the field, one of three from the three-point line, one of two from the free throw. You know, three rebounds for a power forward. It's now, not saying now it's in his defense, that w- one of th- that one f- three-pointer that he made was a key three-pointer. Yes. Well, that's what I like about him, that he has that clutch ability because yeah. of the, he is that veteran. That was a He's key not afraid moment. to take that shot. He, that was a key moment in the game where we, the Nuggets needed a three at that moment to bring them within one. Fair. But I think we – I mean, we've talked about this so much, like – like Grant should be the starter technically. He I know, really I know, I know. I said Barton starting in that starting lineup, uh, you know, a minute and a half ago when I made that statement. But it really should be Murray, Harris, MPJ, Grant, Grant and, Jokic. and then Jokic. Assuming, I, I couldn't agree more. Assuming we get past the first round, um, I'm almost positive you're going to see Grant in that starting role, especially with who I mean, we're most likely going to well, be. He's the one that with. cooled off. Uh, not to get too in depth, we don't have a, a, a bunch of time, but. 
Uh, he's the one that kind of cooled off to a certain extent, Mitchell, in that end of fourth quarter going into overtime. That's what I want to talk about, he, just his his, yeah. his ability to play defense, uh, being so lengthy, being able to guard a two to a, some fives technically. And still scored in double digits himself, um, still managed to get only a couple of rebounds. I actually don't, I don't think he had any rebounds. but And he's a true Ironman. I mean, 40 minutes coming off the bench. I mean, he plays certain minutes, but and that was gonna minutes. And that was going to be my point to this question is MPJ earning his starting role. I still don't think feel like he's earned the starting role but I still just like last week I feel like he still needs to be where he's at in that starting role let me ask you this especially with the players we have let me ask you this question though if you don't want to start him that's fine Mm because I don't really care about starting it's how you finish anyway do you care if he finishes do you think he deserves a spot to finish well that's why I I believe that all come to defensive side I'm assuming defense is in the fourth quarter and he's gonna they attacked him in the third and fourth quarter Um, even the commentators that uh, from ESPN were stating uh, when Michael Malone had to sit him they were like they they have to sit him they were attacking Mitchell got the majority of his 50 57 points on MPJ. They were switch they were doing a switch out on him yeah. with the pick. And then as soon as they got the 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 switch to MPJ on Mitchell, he was taking him to the yeah, hole. Yeah, I'm assuming uh Porter Jr. was, because I didn't watch the whole game, I'm guessing he was guarding O'Neal or uh, Joe Ingles, and they were setting a screen for Go... Or, exactly. Uh, they yeah. were doing a... P- and, and, yep. and trust me, that's what every great team does when they have a great um, decision-maker at their point guard or guard. And they know guard. that there's a weakness. 100%. That's, they that's, attack the weakness. That is, that is the most fundamental way that they play basketball in the 21st century. It's so, to so, find the mismatch. so to answer the question for me, did he do enough to earn his... or to keep his starting role... Um, when it comes to Harris, no. When it comes to Barton, yes. Is that, that fair? That's that G money bias, but hey, uh, no, no, no. I no mean, for me, our G money is still the best. G money can't throw a ball into the ocean. That's how bad he's. But been he's this still year. the best defender. I like that. Very I don't true. think Mitchell scores fifty-seven last night if G money's on him. Okay, I, I agree. Okay, I agree. All right, do we have enough time for one more? All right, let's do it. <laughs> During the fourth quarter and in overtime after Craig fouled out, Coach Malone went to Jeremy Grant to guard Mitchell. Though he didn't cool Mitchell down, do you think his length and size gave him problems down the stretch? Absolutely. Um, I mean, like, like the question says, he didn't necessarily cool him down, but he slowed him down. Yeah. He slowed him down enough and gave him enough of a fit to where he was missing shots. He wasn't making every shot, and he wasn't able to split the defense like he was with uh, – when, when it was like a Murray... Yeah, he was ready for him. Mor- Morris tandem that were guarding him and stuff like that. He was able to split that defense. Um, he wasn't able to do that against uh, uh, Grant at all. Yeah. I think Grant did significantly change his game. What do you think, uh, I, Anthony? I think Jeremy Grant is going to be the most important defensive player going forward through the rest of the playoffs. Also, I don't want to say I'm looking ahead, but... Um, I think we win this first round. That, that so, second matchup with exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I I see where you're getting. But at. after after the Clippers game, I watched all the post game interviews. All the reporters asked Michael Malone, Jokic, and Murray. So the coach and the two best players. They were all asking them questions about Jeremy Grant's importance to the team mm-hmm. and on defense. Because going forward, he's probably going to be matched up on the best player for the other team. Especially if if Harris is gone. Yeah, Yeah, if we end up playing the Lakers, there's a good chance that that's who's going to be on LeBron. Or or Anthony Davis, for that matter. Exactly. Just just with my little little input. um, I think Grant is probably the best 
since he's not a starter, maybe the best bench player in the league. I, I know he's not up for a six-man. Right. But with his versatility, what he's able to do. He's the best two-way player in the league I mean, right now. Uh, uh, coming off the bench. Coming, coming off, off the, the bench. bench. Coming yes. off the bench. Excuse I'll, me. I'll give him Excuse that. Me. But he doesn't um, score like yeah, Lou Williams. I mean, but. I mean, I, I think that there are such great scores today that there's a, a lot of good defense just is over. It, it's Good defense is always out done by better offense and that's usually what happens just shot makers are usually better at making shots and defenders, defenders are, are better able at to defending. stop them right. but with that being said jeremy grant is the best option on majority of the best guards and the best wing players that we have so i love it his um, athleticism is off the is, chain. is off the chain it's, a huge factor uncharted. in uncharted. that too yeah. all right and with that said uh we will get into some other players in the pick and roll this is Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. So shut your damn mouth when you in the man's house. You pass out when I shatter that glass mouth. And my jujitsu faster than pit crews. You wake up from that coma, you be asking who hits you. Relax, kid, I'm not packing mad tears. My life is like a... Come on in to the Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Kacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Bar and Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at kacharasriverbnb.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S, riverbnb.com. Kacharas River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. Hurry, young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But, sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama, what? you know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing. 
and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. It didn't get it didn't go through, but I did send, just send you a text. And it's good to see you. We are live on the air. This is Take That L. I am Arthur Knight, and we've got a we've got a great pick and roll game coming up for you. I got to make sure I slide over here so Mr. Alex Man doesn't cheat. Uh, <laughs> he will too. Hello there, buddy. <laughs> uh, so the pick and roll. I've got a couple of good players here. I think you guys, I, I can stump you guys today. Uh, I'm always trying to stump the fellas. All right, so we all know how to play the pick and roll, right? Everybody here, uh, do I need to explain the rules to you, Anthony? Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right, and we do in, in studio have Mr. Alex Mann here. Uh, I am drawing blanks on everybody's last name today. Beckner. Something's wrong with me. Beckner, right? Mr. Alex Becker Becker is always welcome on Take That L. And uh, if I could manage to remember your last name. Uh, But you are always welcome here, sir. And say hello to the people. Hello, people. Uh, This is my favorite (laughs) segment by far. Um, I I believe I won it last time. I was on the show. It was like three weeks ago. You weren't there that day, Bashman. It was was Wes. Oh, that's right. He's been holding on to that for this whole month. And yeah, the belt. I'm coming off a hot streak right now. So for real, Bashman's holding the belt still. He's still holding the belt. He's got the more players um, guests than anybody, period. To be fair, I'm on every show, though. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say much. Like, I'm on here for two shows, and I have more than pretty much everyone. That is a fair statement. All right, all right. Let's get right into it, fellas. All right, so this player is a two-time block champion. Guess who? And let's start with Anthony since he's the rookie. He's a two-time block champion. Is is he still currently playing? No. So he's retired. Marcus Camby? No, but that was a really good guess. Uh, is he a two-time? I thought he was just a one-time. I know he's at least a one-time block champion. Uh, Alex. So, so he is retired, you said? I didn't say or that. He's not playing anymore. Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's um, retired. Okay. <laughs> See, it's not just you. I'm just I'm a a-hole to everybody. It's good. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity a-hole. I really am. Alex. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see, what was this player an all-star at any point? No. No? Dennis Rodman. Nice. Nice, but no. Oh, okay. No. That was a really good one. <laughs> I thought he okay. was an all-star, though. Uh, he he could have been. I thought yeah. he, I he's thought like, he was. He's like fringe. I was going to say, yeah. type. If, if he is, he's like a one-time all-star. Yeah. Um, and it was for... Uh, San Antonio or not San Antonio Detroit it yeah. wasn't it wasn't with the Bulls so if he was <sighs> right he's an older player that wasn't an all-star so I'm gonna guess he's a, not an NBA champion that would be a correct so so he's never won an NBA championship but he's a block leader two times um Rashid Wallace won back in Detroit and I think he was an all-star a few years. Rasheed Wallace was an all-star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That also took away my next guess. I was gonna say <laughs> I, on the same I, team. I, I, I was thinking I was like say, I was thinking David name. Robinson, but I don't think he was a, ever a block leader. I think he was just a really good center. So yeah, he he was definitely an all star um, too. Let me go to the Kambe Matumbo, even though I know he's been an all star. Damn, that was that was actually a good guess because he has been a two time, actually I think a three time block champion, but that's not him. Yeah. All right, next one. This player only averaged. 2.6 points a game. I think I know who it is. Guess who? That was fast. Or no, Anthony. I'm I'm gonna guess the uh, the father of our current bull bull. I'm gonna guess his dad. <laughs> Damn it! I knew I shouldn't have used that one. That was an easy. And that one. was Manu bull. Yeah, I, I gave oh, it away. Man. I gave it away. That, that, I was planning on guessing that after after he took away. Uh, I was gonna guess Ben Wallace, but then his yeah, his yeah. last question <laughs> took that guess yeah, away. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had to go well, out there. I, that's, that's a difficult one because not being a championship but having a, a pretty high accolade with being a block leader, it's like, okay, he was a known person, but, I mean, every great or well-known at least center that has a block has at least one championship. It's like a super <laughs> obscure, like, stat category to, to lead in and to have notoriety from. 2.2. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Next player. I would have given him at least, like, four points a game per Definitely. 2.6, yeah, bro. Sean Bradley or Manute Bull. Sean Bradley is where I was going <laughs> next. I forgot about Sean Bradley. All right. All right, fellas. This next player is eight years in the league to date. Guess who? Well, let's go with the same order. Anthony, yep. you want to go first? Eight years in the league? Has he played for the team that drafted him his, his eight-year tenure? No. So 2012 is when he was drafted. Man, he's trying to go back. Eight years. Come on, give us a guess. I'm surprised JG hasn't hit you with a soundbite yet. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> that, uh, that, that was the AD draft. draft. Class. That was the AD draft. Yeah. That was the AD draft? Okay. Yeah. This, I'm throwing one out there. I'm going to say Harrison Barnes. That's a great that pick. A, that was a great. That was a great. Uh, yeah, what he said, but no. <laughs> <laughs> great Alex. guess doesn't count. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Is has this player played on uh, more than two teams? No. Okay. All right. Um, I'm thinking Michael Kidd Gilchrist. <laughs> like well, that's MKG. the first person I'm thinking of. Like. He's only played two teams, Charlotte and he or Charlotte and uh, what's the team he's on this year? He's on a playoff Boston. team. Boston. No, no, he's on a Boston. Well, I was this thinking. Year. I was saying. Uh, no, he's on my a, guess. He's on LA. He's on Mavericks. Going to be Kemba Walker. He's on Mavericks. Is that who your guess is? That was my guess. No, it's oh, not Kemba Walker. I'm just throwing up names guess. to distract you guys. Out. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to beat y'all. Yeah, <laughs> y'all letting him distract um, you. <laughs> uh, does he have any accolades? Accolades, defensive player of the year, uh, first. He team has all, several accolades. First team All NBA stuff like that. He like, has several accolades. And if I were to list them, you would get player. it. You yeah. would get it. Okay, so I'm going to go Anthony Davis because he's the best player in that that draft. Damn it! It is Anthony uh, Davis. Oh wow! <laughs> 2012 should have put it away. Like you guys should have yeah, known. Like that, 80s, the first person. See, to that's <laughs> where I was going too. But I figured he was too prominent. I thought we were going to have he to dig that. a little I'm deeper. I'm tricky. You can ask. He does I'm, that. Tr I'm did, tricky with that. He did Steph Curry one time. And, oh, yeah. and I almost stumped him. Oh, yeah, almost. And the, and the first question is probably like, he plays basketball. <laughs> like, uh, that, that's exactly what it was like. It's like the most vague thing. It's like, 
you realize there was like there's been like three thousand basketball players in like <laughs> the whole existence of this league. That that was the one you said two time MVP and yes. I and I said Steph. That was the one. Yeah. All right, we're we're almost stumped one and one. All right, one one and zero so far. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Let's go. <laughs> now, now he's hyped he's up. He's up. He's like, give me this. Time, yeah. All right. Hurry time. This player is a two-time All-NBA player, current player. Guess who? Anthony. Two-time All-NBA current player. Was he ever on All-NBA first team? Yes. I'm going to guess Jokic. No. Oh, that was good. That, that was really good. That was especially you're starting to think about how my mind works, but that was a good uh, guess. Yes, no. see, now I'm thrown <laughs> off. Now I, I'm like obvious answer. <laughs> All right, is <clears throat> does this player play in the Western Conference? No. Jason Tatum. No, that was a good that guess. Was a good so, one. That was a good guess. Has this player won an MVP before? No. Okay, well, there goes my Giannis take, because I thought he was only a two-time All-NBA. So a two-time All-NBA means one of two things. He's either really good as a young player, or he's a late bloomer. The only other player I can think of is Luka? No, that was a good guess, too. Okay. But no. We're in the East, right? Yeah, he's in the, oh, he's in the what? Nah, that, that's <laughs> shot on my foot. <laughs> that's sad. All right. You never know. He might have swerved you again. Yeah. All right. So this player is not only a two-time All-NBA, but he is also a three-time All-Star. Guess who? Anthony. Do I get a question here? I forget. You do. You get a question um, before I, every take. Is, is he with the team that drafted him? Yes. I know who it is. That completely took away my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> she's she's going to be on you now. All right, all, at, we're, all NBA in the East. Uh, Joel Embiid. Bam, he got it. Oh, oh nice. Geez. I was thinking actually it was Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler <laughs> was, was my first guess. See, I give you just enough information for a pool of players. That's what I'm trying to do yeah, at least. Yeah. Didn't all he right. say he stayed with the same team though, right? He did? Yeah. Yes. So. Or he said he's on the team that he drafted him. Is what he I'll asked draft, me. Yeah, so and yes, he's on the same team that he was drafted to, uh, which is the 76ers, for those who don't know. Also uh, like to know All-NBA second team behind our boy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, second, best second best center. Second best center. Shots fired. Jones. The, sh- the show's called Take That L. <laughs> and he, he's taking that L, especially yesterday. Woo. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next player. 14-time All-Star. 12-time All-NBA. Guess who? Anthony, fourteen-time All-Star, twelve-team All-NBA. Not is, many of those players. Is he a current? Is he currently in the league playing? No. Fourteen-time All-Star, twelve-time All-NBA. Well, I was thinking Kevin Durant, so thank you oh, for asking man. that. <laughs> my, my man Kobe. No sir. No, more. All right, more. He's an eighteen-time All-Star. Yes. Yep, you're right. Yes. You're right. That's such a high number, though. LeBron's going to break it, so I don't care. <laughs> All right. Um, is this player a guard? No. No. Tim Duncan. No. No, more. He has more. He has more, he has more than that, too. He has Four, more, more than 14 All-Star games? I believe I think he, does. he has like I think he has 14 All-NBA appearances. Yeah. So, That's okay. ridiculous. My logic <laughs> is, is ridiculous. 14 might seem a lot, but this player was great as soon as he came into the league. That's my logic. 
I think he's got to be. So he's yeah. got to be. So my question is, was he an MVP of the league? Yes. Is it Larry Bird? It is not, but that was a really good oh, guess. Oh, he only played 13 seasons. He ah. did, a, yeah. Shot myself in the foot again. All right, speed round. Last hint. Give the third hint because uh, that's probably the best one. Yeah, it's always the best one. Uh, this player was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Ninth overall pick. Guess who? Is he an – so you said he's a league MVP. Uh, does he have a ring? Yes. Drafted by the Bucks, Ray Allen? No. He, he was actually – Drafted by someone else and then traded on draft night, mm-hmm. which was is pretty he? crazy. Man. Yeah, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, oh. but that was a good guess. Which I, would have been Lou Alcindor. Oh no! At the yeah. time. Okay, yeah. my my original idea was Oscar Robinson, but he was actually drafted by the Kansas oh. City Royals or the I don't know Cincinnati Royals. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Royals. Cincinnati Royals. Yep. Milwaukee Bucks. God, they have such trash history. Besides, <laughs> besides two stents, the Kareem stent and this Giannis stent we're in currently. <laughs> That's facts. Oh, God. This is a good one. <laughs> I mean, that um, Ray Allen team was okay, but... Yeah, they made, yeah. It, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals one yeah. season, so kudos to them, but Ray Allen as your best player is not going to get much. Um, okay, ninth pick. Man, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to guess he is a power forward, and I'm just guessing. Uh, No. So he's a guard, probably. Okay, Oscar Robertson. That's wrong, but... Nope. He said no guard. He's got to be a three. Nope. All right, uh, I think I, I, I I'll walk away with I stumped you guys on this one. All right, all right. So so the the correct score is one to two to zero, zero. to one. <laughs> the to one. So. Uh, let me uh, tell you that this player also did do. He was drafted by another team by drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks for another team, oh. and that oh. team was Dallas. Dirk. Oh, this is Dirk. Dirk Nowinski. Oh, that was a swerve right there. I'm Damn, I'm that impressed was, uh, by I'm that a, one. I'm actually. gonna pop I'm my collar. I'm not gonna, gonna lie. <laughs> and, that, and that seems right. A 14-time All-Star, 12-time All-NBA. That, that MVP, right. Final MVP. I, I didn't want to say Final MVP because I knew that would give it away. Steve, Steve Nash was drafted by Dallas too, wasn't he? I believe so. That would have been a good guess as well. Yeah, that would have been a good guess. Ooh, I'm impressed. All right, on that well, one, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm impressed by you guys, man. Uh, and we'll be right back with more. Take that L and our predictions for the Nuggets. Uh, go milehigh.com so I'm taking a trip over to Tibet you uh-huh. know see the sights climb a hill or two but I remember oh man I got one guy out here who I actually know so I give an old ringy dingy to the llama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com. Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. That's great. Go Mile High. 
What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing, and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening, because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. By all means, by all means, Alex, stick around. All right, welcome I'll back. To I'll take, take alert. L. I'll take alert. <laughs> Bashman has a hot take, man. I'm, I'm coming in and swinging. We're, we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him ride with it. Shoot your shot, bud. Okay. I don't want to say it's the worst of all time. But I think this Milwaukee team is super overrated, and I think they're one of the most overhyped teams of the last 20 years. Ooh, Why? that's hot. Yeah, Why? that's hot. That's and, spicy. And, um, <laughs> and this that's goes a spicy meatball. This, this, this is more of the, the idea that they're a great regular season team, and when you're versing three teams a week where they're not prepping for you, it, it, it makes that Milwaukee team super it's hard. It's different in the playoffs. It, it is. But when I see Milwaukee and Giannis more specifically – Every single time in the playoffs, not be able to make an outside shot, that really affects that team to there's no spacing on the court. The best player that usually averages 29, 30 points by third quarter is now struggling to get 30 points between the whole f- game. I just think Milwaukee is super Ooh, overrated. Yeah, I think they're super <laughs> overrated, and I think they're actually going to lose second round against Miami. So that's my I, I want to jump in here anybody, second. I was going to say, does can, anybody want to – yeah, let me some rebuttals. A, a somewhat similar um, hot take, if you will, that I had uh, about a week or so ago on one of the other shows was that Toronto is going to come out winning the East. I don't hate that. So I think, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit. At the end of the day, I was arguing with somebody up here. I'm glad it was a race that they were basically had on the hot take board up there that said Jimmy Butler 
um, was not good or, or, or overrated, something along those Jimmy lines. Jimmy Buckets is overrated. And my whole argument to that was... At least he can get an outside shot. Jimmy Butler... <laughs> That's my biggest gripe. If you're going to be a top five player, a top two player, or even some people are rating Giannis is the best player, it's like you got to be able to hit a consistent shot. Giannis has I, done nothing in the playoffs. That even, shows... That's a good point. That's legitimate. And that, that was my argument. I was like, Jimmy Butler has been a way better postseason player than Giannis has, even though he's only been there for I can name five players that have years. been a better performer in the playoffs than the Greek freak. The, oh. main, the main thing in that East last year is, and obviously he's not on the team anymore, Kawhi completely took him out of his game, and he showed you how to do it. Right. And once that goes down, is Chris Middleton really going to carry that team? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> no. No. Alex? Well... Um, I, I think they were, they just dominated so much in the regular season. You get them down like this, like the Magic have them right now, mm-hmm. and they do not know how to play from behind. They do not know how to – they're going to take desperation shots, go out of their rhythm. And I think, yeah, if a team like the Magic are today can get up on them early, the Bucks are, being, are, in, are in serious trouble. I don't know about the worst number one seed of all time, but – Man, if I they, mean, I guess if they lose they in the are, first round to, to oh, yeah, this yeah. Orlando team, they, I, that's an argument. Arguably. I mean, I mean, you still have the uh, the number one um, uh, the number one Mavericks that lost to the 06 Sonics well, uh, and Nuggets as well. Yeah, yeah. the Sonics, the George Carl Sonics. So I, like I said, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say this is the worst team, but I just feel like it's in am- that argument with, though, with the amount of credit. Like, like <laughs> we talk about the two LA teams, like. They both have true and trident players in Kawhi and LeBron that have led multiple teams to championships. Like, don't get me wrong. Giannis is an awesome young player, and I love to know that he's going to be in the league for the next 10 years. But slow down. Like, let him him make a finals first. Like, that's my biggest gripe about him. And, again, I don't think this Milwaukee team is that good compared to, like, the, some of the, the the free throw shooter or some of the uh, the scorch shooters that Miami have and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn like I, I think they are a better equipped team and I think they have the defensers uh, defensive players and Bam Adebayo to stop Giannis so and now I, you and now everybody knows why I have to craft nice curvy questions in the pick and roll. You see how he knows names? Just uh, It's better than this trio, that trio. I, I just, That's why I have to craft these <laughs> questions and stuff because of this the vague, guy. The vague hints. The yeah, vague. Yeah, the super no, but vague. I, I, I see Boston coming out of the East before that team, too. Listen, this is the best. And y'all best. discounting the, the Pacers, man. The Pacers have been playing really well in the bubble. Well, well that, this is my point. This is the greatest Eastern Conference we've seen in the last 10 or 15 years with the amount of depth we've had. 30 really. yeah. 100%. Like, well, like, I, I, I'd even give Jordan's credit. Like, back when Jordan was in league like eastern was definitely stronger than the western it's kind of it's flipped in the last 10 or 15 years but starting from this year even last year like it's five or six deep with indiana so i I don't know like i I like i I like milwaukee i think they got some young players but with milton being your second best player i don't i think i think that team has a legit cap and i think it's well it's like their best player their best player middleton's good like he could be a starter on any other team too oh he's an all-star but the the drop-off yeah, from yeah. there. <laughs> it's just like, it's yeah. like this, a cliff. They're, their role players are, are solid, though. I mean, they're not great, but they're not they're not scrubs. Super solid. Yeah. No, they all means. Dude, they have a lot of super solid role players. It's more they of do. like if if uh, if Middleton could just be 10% better, almost. And sure. that's and that's no gripe against Middleton, but no. it's with Giannis's ability being an over-glorified Shaq in the center, not being able to shoot the ball, you need Middleton to be like, and I know he was a 50-49-year player this I year. I think he, you're, but you're he discrediting need, him a little bit. She's a better shooter than Shaq. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But yeah. it's the play styles. It's, I got it's you. dominating I got the you. paint. It's 
even if even if Giannis got a, like a 15 to 17 foot set shot would mm-hmm. be better than what he has now. So I just think if Middleton was 10% better where he was maybe more Houston like where he just shot more threes and layups, I think that could benefit Milwaukee. It's seven games right, too, so they'll figure it out. Well, and that's that's the key about the playoffs is great teams do They are down it by out. 14 currently, just letting you know. Down by 14. All right. So before we run out of time here cuz this has been the big thing uh, last night and this morning, who's better? Mitchell or Murray, and who would you rather have now? Uh, I'll give my take first here. I am taking Murray hands down, but but that's because if you've listened to this show and if you, you're my friend and you know how my basketball mind works, I am defense first and offense second. I'm old school in that way. Um, so I'm taking Murray for his defense because he's going to give you almost the production Mitchell's going to give you night in and night out, but he's also going to defend – better than Mitchell night in and night out. So that's that's my take. I'm taking Murray hands down. Murray has dropped 50 burgers on teams before. The Lakers, he's dry, he's done it. He's scored 30 points. He scored he averages 20 plus. He's younger. He's younger. Um he seems more hungry. So just a quick run around the table uh starting from my right, Alex. So who's better? Or who would I rather have? Who's better and who would oh, you rather I'd have? I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's a star. Murray, he's you know, he's on the cusp of it. I'd like to see more consistency from him. Whereas it can, Donovan Mitchell kind of gives you that every single night. Murray's okay. played great in the bubble, but I got to see uh, on a nightly basis more. That's fair. Yeah. Anthony? It's it's interesting because they have such a similar style of play. Um, and I hate to say this, but right now, I think if you had to put it one on a team right now, I would go with Donovan Mitchell because it already kind of seems like he's become – what we're hoping Jamal Murray does become. He does it on a more often basis, and we've seen him take over games against us how many times now? Uh, He tried to last night, but Murray didn't let him. I'm going to be analytical and thoughtful about this. If I was a Denver Nuggets player, I'd want Murray. If I was on any other team, I'd want um, Mitchell because Mitchell is more of that drive force. He's more Russell Westbrook. Like, like, just give me a team and I can carry him to the the promised land. Murray's in a perfect situation. But I will take Murray because he's a blue chipper. He's younger. I think he can develop to be a better, longer shooter. He's got the pedigree for sure. I'm going to take Mitch, or Murray, though. All it's right. Cool. It's a well, coin one, flip. One it's thing a coin to that, flip, really. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had two 30-point games at the start of the bubble. I think Jamal Murray only had back-to-back 30-point games maybe like once in his entire Nuggets career. So that's what I mean about the consistency. I yeah, like to see him do if that. If we're being honest, I'd rather see MPJ become our lead scorer and let sure. Murray just become like our second consistent scorer that can play – off of a, uh, a pick and roll. I, I just want Murray to continue to be that killer. That's Reach. what I've been. That's what I've been looking for since day one of this team as it's constructed. I needed to see who was going to be in that fourth quarter, who was going to be that guy to step up, and you know Donovan Mitchell's that guy on the on the Utah Jazz team. He's that guy that's going to take his dagger out and stick it in your heart. Murray was that guy for the Nuggets last night, and he basically stood up to to Mitchell too so that's that's why I kind of was like uh Mitchell tried to take over the game Murray didn't allow him he he basically was like no I'll take over the game and that's why I I would take Murray and and the fact that he's younger that you had stated he's younger um obviously Mitchell's gonna be he has more experience so obviously he's gonna be more consistent um but the, the fact of the matter is I'm still going to take Murray. Uh, call me a homer, whatever you want to call me, that's fine. I'm still taking that defense in the fourth quarter over offense during the first three quarters. I do think Murray, Murray's ceiling is higher. Yeah, Murray's ceiling is way higher. Um, and with that said, I'd like to thank everybody, Alex Becker, for coming in. Thank you. I remembered your name. 
Yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex Becker for coming in and playing with us. Uh, Alec, or Anthony, the intern. I'm still not going to learn your last AI. name, bro. And, of course, Bashman coming in, giving his fire hot takes. Always. And JG holding it down on the boards behind the glass, as always. And for myself, Arthur Knight, this was Take That L. And thank you for listening on GoMileHigh.com. Peace.